calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about Tinker v. Des Moines. So grab your black armband. And let's get civical. everybody hello everyone welcome back to let's get civical i am lizzie stewart and i am arden walentowski and what's there to say things are better than they were the last time you heard from us ah 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 august is almost over it's so weird it's We're so two months weird. away from my wedding, officially. Oh my Can you God. believe it? Gonna be. Are you taking Kyle's last name? No. Okay, great. <laughs> no, I like being Lizzie Stewart so yeah, much. I know. Not that like I mean, Lizzie Fitzpatrick is bad. Like I don't mind. That actually it. has a nice ring to it. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, Lizzie Stewart is zingy. I also just got my driver's license renewed, yeah. and I don't want to have to go do it again. Yeah, and change all that paperwork. Change and also, all the paperwork. why? Your name what? is great. If you, you had know. a bad name, I understand why people change it and be like, his just sounds better with my sure. name. Like, I've, it's always been a thing. But yeah. yours is a great name, and it's yours. Your name. And it's mine. It's mine. It's my name. It's your name. I only why have one in this world. Uh-huh. He could Come. take yours. He could. Kyle I said that, Stewart. and I said no. Um, <laughs> but he likes Rude. his name, and I'm like, cool. You like your great. name, then I like you my name. Keep, like he keep, great. Everybody's keeping their name. Everybody's keeping their names. And that's that. 
And What's Butter's last name? Butter is Butter Fitzpatrick, but that's only because he was the first person to take Butter to like his first vet visit, and they just automatically made his name Butter Fitzpatrick because Kyle Fitzpatrick was his father taking him there. So he's Butter Fitzpatrick. But I think what we're going to do, like when we have kids, what we've talked about is like all of our kids will have like whatever their first name is. And then every kid, however many we have, will be their middle name will be Stuart and their last name will be Fitzpatrick. So if I ever do change my name and it like does that thing where your old last name becomes your middle name, then my I'll match my kids. Yeah, that's good. But otherwise, that's what we're going to do. So he's Butter Stuart Fitzpatrick. Butter but not hyphenated because that's just no, like, no. yeah, it's too long. We're not law firms. We're not law firms. Some hyphenations work really well. And I'm like, that's great. But like Lizzie Stewart Fitzpatrick. It's very hyphenated. Meaty. I'm like, that's yeah. hot, 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 hot. It's very meaty. So yeah, all that to say, um, I'm not changing my name. I'm getting married. What's the connection? Well, in order to change my name, I would have to do it legally through the law. Law means courts. Some are the Supreme Court. And some rulings are historic like Tinker Deep versus Des Moines. (laughs) Very well done. I danced around what topic to do for today. And let me tell you... None of them had anything to do with the other. I literally was like, oh, I could do this. This is really sad and depressing. I don't want to do this one. And then I went over <laughs> to another topic and I started to research it. And I was like, I'm too tired to research this. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with this. And then I was like, oh, this is fun and uplifting. Let's mm-hmm. do this one. <laughs> and also, like, you get to go to OEAs, which is, like, yeah, I favorite was like, I, I literally source. was like... I want to do an episode where I can go to OA. Oh, yeah. Like that, yeah. it literally was like, I want to do a court case. Yeah. So and I so can we're go doing to it. And that's what I decided. It took me yeah. three tries to land on a, on a topic that I literally, it was just a shot in the dark. I was like, what is a court case that is important that we mm-hmm. had not talked about before mm-hmm. where I can go to OA oh, yeah, and pull up a Supreme Court decision? And I found it. And you found it. Mm-hmm. And, and it also has it. one of my, it involves one of my favorite cities. I mean, I think the city is in the Des wrong here. Yeah. I love Des Moines. Oh, I had no idea you had such affection. I mean, Caroline and I have been to Des Moines twice and we will uh, go again. Well, shout out to the city of Des Moines. <laughs> I know. We did try the last time we were there to get a tattoo. We tried twice, I think, two or three places and could not for the life of us find a tattoo parlor that would take us. So it was the only disappointing thing I've ever experienced in Des Moines. Other than that, it was a fantastic city. Quite uh, surprising. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's just like, it's just very peaceful. I think we yeah. just, it was just one of those places we kind of fell into. And we were like, oh, this, this is nice. This is nice. It's like very chill. Yeah. The downtown is like nice and doable. Cute. Love. Yeah. Well, shout out to Des Moines. And Not here. In this court case, they're wrong. Oh, sure. To, to be clear, the current city of Des Moines, shout out to you, not the city of Des Moines. In what year was this? 1960-something. Yes. So today, obviously, we're talking about this landmark Supreme Court case, Tinker v. Des Moines. 
before we jump into the case, do you want to tell us about our sources for today? Sure. Um, We've got a list of them. We're pulling things from the U.S. Supreme Court system, uscourts.gov. Love. From from the ACLU. Mm. Uh, of course, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The U.S. Supreme Court. Hell yeah. And the Constitution Center. Oh, very good group of sources. It really yes. jazzes me up. Yes. All right, let's jump in. Let's jump in and talk about what led to this case coming before the Supreme Court of the United States of America. So Tinker v. Des Moines was a historic Supreme Court ruling from 1969 when we went to the moon. Because we went to the moon in 1969. That cemented students' rights to free speech in public schools. Uh-oh, big one. Big one. Petitioner John F. Tinker, 15 years old, and petitioner Christopher Eckhart, 16 years old, attended high schools in Des Moines, Iowa, and Mary Beth Tinker, John's sister, was a 13-year-old student in junior high school. When... In December of 1965, she and a group of students decided to wear black armbands to school to protest the war in Vietnam. So, like, first of all, these rat-ass kids yeah, protesting a war at school with black armbands. That's it. Mm-hmm. Teenagers. That's it. Yeah. Crazy. The school board got wind of the protest and passed a preemptive ban. When Mary Beth arrived at school on December 16th, she was asked to remove the armband and was then suspended. Four other students were suspended as well, including her brother, who ended up being the petitioner, John Tinker and Chris Eckhart. So this group of kids wear the armbands. The school is like, you cannot wear those armbands at school. You're suspended. And then her brother's like, "Okay, how about I go to the Supreme Court of the United States? Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Because there's a little thing called freedom of speech. There's a little thing called the First Amendment, and we're going to take this all the way to the top. To the top. We're going to the top. These kids rock. Yeah. So the students were told they could not return to school until they agreed to remove their armbands. However, the students returned after the Christmas break without their armbands, but in protest, they wore black clothing for the remainder of the school year and filed a first amendment lawsuit so they were told to remove their armbands they couldn't wear their armbands so they were like "Mm, okay we won't wear the armbands but we're gonna wear black clothes (laughs) so take that take that take that and they filed a first amendment lawsuit they were represented by the aclu And the students and their families embarked on a four-year court battle that culminated in the landmark Supreme Court decision in Tinker v. Des Moines. Mm -hmm. Dan Johnston, who was a young lawyer from Des Moines and just out of law school, argued the case. This is from our beloved Oye. The question before the court. What's the question? The question before the court is, does a prohibition against the wearing of armbands in public school as a form of symbolic protest, violate the student's freedom of speech protections 
guaranteed by the First Amendment. Okay. Okay. I mean... I think it's, you know, it's one of those questions that's like super, super crystal clear. Right. You know? Where I'm like... Right. Got it. Okay. Right. Simple, simple question. Simple question. But this is also back in like 1965 when they were like, kids don't have rights. Kids working like we just got them out of the coal mines. Like, kids don't matter. So... Let's talk about the decision. Are you ready to rumble? Oh, yay, oh, yay. Oh, yay, oh, yay, oh, yay. We asked the question, as Arden just said, does the prohibition against wearing of the armbands in public school as a form of symbolic protest violate students' freedom of speech, protected, guaranteed against First Amendment rights? The decision was, yeah, yeah. It violates freedom of speech protections. Justice Abe Fortas delivered the opinion of the 7-2 majority. The Supreme Court held that the armbands represented pure speech that is entirely separate from the actions or conduct of those participating in it. That seems weird, but sure. Yeah, I know. Pure, like, pure oh, speech? I understand how you can have... They're on their bodies, so they're yeah. participating in the speech. Yeah, I mean, it's not... I don't know. I don't understand that logic, but okay. I mean, I I agree with this decision, but I'm just like, right. This is this is an interesting way in, but sure, 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 sure. Keep going. The courts also held that the students did not lose their First Amendment rights to freedom of speech when they stepped onto school property. In order to justify the suppression of speech, the school officials must be able to prove that the conduct in question would quote materially and substantially interfere with the operation of school. So if they're like out there, like, I guess causing a ruckus or they've got like guns or something crazy. Right. They're literally like protesting. Right. And causing like school to not be able to happen. Right. Then there's some grounds here, but they're just wearing armbands. They can go to class. Like it's not, in no way does it stop functionality. No. In this case, the school district's actions evidently stemmed from a fear of possible disruption rather than any actual interference. Yeah, they don't want people to get all up in arms because they know that the Vietnam War is a hot topic. They know that kids are protesting this and they don't want to start a riot. But it's not quite yelling fire in a movie theater, you know? No, no. So this is a quote from the majority opinion. Here we go, everybody. Bear with my dyslexia. You know how I get when I have to read from the court. So this is the majority opinion. Quote, the school officials banned and sought to punish petitioners for a silent, passive expression of opinion, unaccompanied by any disorder or disturbance on the part of the petitioners. There is here no evidence, whatever, I love when they use whatever like that. I know, because it sounds like so casual. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever of petitioner's interference, actual or nascent, with the school's work or of collision with the rights of other students to be secure and be let alone. Accordingly, this case does not concern speech or actions that intrudes upon the work of the school or the rights of other students. So they're armed. Basically, they're saying the bans aren't harming themselves or anybody else. No, they're just wearing them. They're just wearing them. They're just wearing them. And you can still, kids can still learn and school officials can still teach. So all's well that ends well with the armbands. Only a few of the 18,000 students in the school system wore black armbands. And only five of those 
were suspended for wearing them. There is no indication that the work of the schools or class was disrupted. Outside of the classrooms, a few students made hostile remarks to children wearing armbands, but there were no threats of actual violence on school premises. The district court concluded that the action of the school's authority was reasonable because it was based upon their fear of disturbance from wearing of the armbands. But in our system, undifferentiated fear or apprehension of disturbance is not enough to overcome the right to freedom of expression. So it doesn't matter if you're afraid of me of speaking my mind, I still get to speak my mind. Mm -hmm. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Famously, Fortas, the justice who wrote the majority opinion... His opinion included the phrase, quote, It can hardly be argued that either students or teachers shed their constitutional rights to freedom of speech or expression at the schoolhouse gate. That's a landmark thing, right? It's like just because you're in school doesn't mean that your rights are gone. Right. You're still protected under the Constitution of these United States. Yes. You still get them. So there were some concurring opinions, and then of course there are two, um, there are some, there are two dissenting opinions. So in his concurring opinion, Justice Potter Stewart wrote that children are not necessarily guaranteed the full extent of First Amendment rights. True. Justice Byron R. White wrote a separate concurring opinion in which he noted that the majority opinion relies on a distinction between communication through words and communication through action. So he's trying to like split the difference between. It's a lot of splitting hairs, and also like I said, action. Yeah, I feel like I said true about the the children thing, and I didn't mean it, and I didn't mean it. Now that I'm thinking <laughs> I was about a little it. bit like, oh no, Curious. no, I didn't mean I mean, it. I was just like I my do. brain short circuited for a second. It's like no, that's not true. I mean, I feel like that's one of those things where I'm like, I my initial reaction is like no, but. Also, kids say weird shit and, like, I would need, like, a for instance. Like, I don't know. I would need, like, yeah. some kind of, like, weird, like, like, like thought what do you mean? game. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, they're not necessarily guaranteed the extent of, full, of First Amendment rights. I'm like, I don't yeah, know why they wouldn't be. Yeah, it's such a bold thing be. to say because right. the Constitution doesn't say, you know, um, we hold these truths to be self-evident for those over the age of 21 right you know like there's no right there's no age distinction and it's that thing of like well if you know you you classify children as not are there other age groups that are not guaranteed the full first amendment right you know like why wouldn't they be right but then i'm also like but if you take the second amendment like, you couldn't, like, children aren't allowed to own firearms, but there's no, like, and I know we're not talking about the Second Amendment, right. but there's no prov- age provision on that one either. So Right, but I think the laws that are around gun control are, like, you have to be right. whatever it is, depending on right, the state, right, right. Like 18 to 21 to purchase right. a firearm. That doesn't, like, putting a... right. Yeah, I guess we could pass, I, honestly, what, what could probably happen is you could pass a law technically that in this codice that we have would stand where it's like you have to and you're you have to be 18 years to get your first amendment rights oh my god yeah you know like te- technically that there's there's precedent for that but it's such a bizarre it's so bizarre to argue that like 
that like kids don't kids. have the especially because right like we're not talking about a group of eight year olds, right? We're talking no, about teenagers, 16, 17, right. 13, 14 like year them, olds, right? Two of them could drive, yeah, you know, like one of them is like not legally that far from being allowed to work, you know, yeah. Two of them could have, I forget what the draft age was, you know, like. Should be 18, I imagine. Oh, 18. Yeah, duh. That's right. Yeah. So I just. (laughs) Get a grip. We should do something on the draft. Oh, we should do something on the draft. Yeah. So it just, I'm like, I I don't understand why you would think children don't have the right to free speech. Unless you just, unless the reasoning is like fundamentally, we just don't care what they think because they're children. Right. But then. And like adults, adults matter more. Like adults are trying to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's the only, yeah. I mean, I'm willing to entertain a, like a for instance and like hear somebody out, but it just feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. It feels weird. I'm yeah. like, no. I'm not with you, Justice Potter. I'm not, I'm not with, with you on Justice that, Potter. even though I like no. absentmindedly said true. I didn't mean it. I just like, it didn't register in my brain. I was like, I don't think she means that. I don't. I don't. I didn't mean it. It was a throwaway. I didn't mean it. It was just something to say to fill the air until my brain, which is not operating on all cylinders, caught him. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Um, Um, Okay. So he's out of his his mind. Then Byron. Right. Byron White, who we have quoted before. I think so. Yeah, I think so. We've quoted this court before. This court was up to a lot. Yeah. They were busy. They were busy. They were busy. Yeah. He's like... He's he's got he wants to make a distinction between communication through words and communication through action, right. which is again a thing where I'm like, what? I don't understand what the why. Like, it's a little bit like you know the thing that we have going on now, which is a distinction between speech and service, like mm. purchasing services oh, sure. yeah, yeah, as yeah. a form of speech. Like, no, I'm asking you to do my nails. That's not speech. That's purchasing a service. You can't deny service. Right. On the ground of speech. On the ground of speech. Mm. Based Mm -hmm. on, like, you know, you don't like that I'm gay and that that person's black. You know, like, that's denying service. You know, but some people want to argue that it's freedom of speech. Right. I don't understand why. And again, happy to entertain somebody's... Well, for instance, if you, whatever, I can't, you know, again, my brain is like, it's hot in here. Can we go lay down? You know, like <laughs> what would be the difference between a speech of action and a speech of words? Yeah. Well, what I love oh, about. Oh, I guess because they're wearing the armbands as opposed yeah. to like, we're wearing armbands as opposed to like, Screaming. we hate the war. We hate yeah. the war. But what is the value difference? Like. If they, I guess if they were screaming, we hate the war, there would be grounds for the school to say this is disrupting the function of school, school, but that's not what's so interesting about this concurring opinion is, is Justice Byron R. White saying, I totally agree with what they're saying, but I just want to point out that this is, this is basically showing you the difference between words and action and i feel like i feel like they probably got his concurring opinion and were like okay byron right 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 cool did you want to say more about that sure (laughs) okay yeah 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 i mean like yeah 
I guess there is a difference between um, yelling fire in a crowded movie theater and throwing a match. And neither are protected. (laughs) Right, right. Right, because in the... I don't know. Right. I'm like... Because it's like, yeah, if they were if they were truly disrupting school, it's but that's not what hat like. He's basically like if if the if the variables of this case were different, there would be a different outcome to this opinion, and it's like right, yeah, that's true of every case. If the variables right. were different, then we would probably have a different outcome. But the right. variables were but that they were wearing the armbands. Right. And that is protected under the First Amendment. That like I feel like he tried to he tried to be like, there's a bigger question here. And the right. court's like, we literally are actually only here to answer this question, which is mm. are these kids do these kids have First Amendment rights at school? Right. Yeah, they can wear the armbands. And yeah. he's like, Okay, but what if they weren't wearing the armbands? It's like Byron. What if they were protesting? They were with wearing words. armbands. That's right. the question That's before the question. The court. Right, right, right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And we oh, so, we have another dissent. Go off. Go off. Can't wait to talk about that. So we have two dissenting opinions. So first, Justice Hugo L. Black wrote a dissenting opinion in which he argued that the First Amendment does not provide the right to express any opinion at any time. Because the appearance of the armbands distracted students from their work, I don't know about you, but when I see an armband, I am aghast. And I am so angry. If he lived to see the Live Strong rip wristband movement, oh my Hugo God. would have had a conniption. Conniption. A conniption. My lord. So yeah, he the, the appearance of the armbands distracted the students from their work, and they distracted the ability of the school officials to perform their duties. Grown-ups cannot concentrate in the presence of armbands. armbands. Can't accessorize. Can't accessorize. Bracelets. Mm-hmm. Rings, necklaces. Hello. Bad. Bad. Mm-mm. Adults cannot concentrate. So the school district was well within its rights to discipline the students. I just want to go back to that first point. It's because so I'm crazy. Sh- I'm really it's so sh- crazy. I'm like, what if they were blue? Is it just because it's like, you know, like, what if you didn't know what it meant? Right. Right. What if you were like, why do you have a black armband? Like, oh, I don't like the Vietnam War. Oh, okay. They're like, all right, cool. Um, but but I just feel as though the the sentiment of him arguing that the First Amendment does not provide the right to express any opinion at any time. What? <laughs> a yeah, it does. Because <laughs> once no again, time it's not provision between the hours of eight and three. Right. School children are not allowed to express their war opinions. Yeah. He's like, it doesn't explicitly say that you can express your opinion at all hours of the day. And that right. I, I, what I would say is, Hugo, my love, sit down. It also doesn't say you can't express it at any right. point of the day. So right. I feel like if it's not there, this must be true. Like, you're, you are inferring right. the fuck out of this. There's no way that the founding fathers were like, if you ask them, Ben. <laughs> ben? Ben. Do hey. you think? What do you think? Do you think... Like, you know, the freedom of speech provision should come and go. Or do you think, you know, you just, like, have it all the time? Right. He'd be like, no, you have that shit all the time. 
You have that shit all the time. Yeah, because then it's like, if you don't, if you, if you approach, don't, when does it go away? Right. If you approach the first, the first amendment as though it is not just always a inalienable, right? Right. Then we would have hundreds of thousands of Supreme Court cases about first amendment oh freedom God. of speech cases being like, uh-huh. it was a Thursday it was at a bank. I was outside. He was with my dog. And you can't express your First Amendment rights. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Right. So he said he hated dogs. And I was standing with my dogs. And you know what? That upset me. And that upset me. And so I shot him. So I shot him. And he shouldn't have said he didn't like and dogs. And he shouldn't have said that. And But, but I, was, I was on the street corner. Right. And you know that you can't express your First Amendment rights when you're at a street corner. Right. Especially in the present especially in the presence of a dog. Yeah. Slippery like, just, slope. It's a slippery slope. It's Sorry, a slippery Hugo. Slope. That's a I dumb really, argument. It's a really dumb argument. You can't express your opinion all the time. Do you know who <laughs> I bet expresses their opinion all the time whenever they want? Hugo hmm. Black. Hugo Black. I know that well, I know because again, we've talked about this court a lot and we've talked about Hugo Black's opinions before. And I feel as though every time I'm like, Hugo, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. What do you even no, say? This, I, I'm glad this decision came down the way it came down. But both all of these, you know, concurring and dissenting opinions. I'm just like. This I, is a bizarre dissent. This, this is, is a bizarre, bizarre dissent. dissent. The concurring opinions and concurring, also honestly. bizarre. I'm like, it's amazing. We got to where we got. Can you imagine that closed door session where they're like talking about their opinions and like coming up with like their yay nay status where like, you know, the five, the five people who are saying yay for sure, like concurring, whatever. You've got the two concurring with their stipulations and they're like, all right, all right, Potter. All right, Byron, for sure. And then Hugo stands up and he's like, I have something to say. I have something to say. And I assert that the First Amendment right does not does not apply all the time every day. It's not they didn't they don't say that you can just express your opinion at any time. I bet I bet that room went silent. Silent. I bet it went silent. And then Justice, what was his name? Abe. I bet Abe was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How did you get past the Senate? Talk to me like I'm five, Hugo. <laughs> What are you saying? That the First Amendment freedom of speech doesn't apply all the time? When would you like it to apply, Hugo? What are the Give parameters? Can you show me your texts that you're sort of reading? Because I'm not following. Yeah, I would have been like, can somebody check on Hugo? <laughs> In a separate dissent, Justice John M. Harlan argued that school officials should be afforded wide authority to maintain order unless their actions could be proven to stem from a motivation other than a legitimate school interest. So well, they should just be able to, like... They should just be able to, like, tell discipline. kids what to do and discipline. And I mean, I, like, I get wanting to maintain some kind of, like order and like you don't want chaos in school i understand that i get that like and kids are kids are crazy like totally 
kids are assholes. Totally. I, I get that. Totally. But like, I don't think that that's what was like. There was just a fear, right? You know, like there wasn't. I mean, this feels a little bit like, um, like Kent State. Like the yeah. police did Kent State. Mm-hmm. You know, like this feels like that. Like the school was putting the fear out there that yeah. like the students weren't doing anything. Like right. they, they were, were just, just wearing, wearing armbands, walking around going right. to school, and the school is basically like saying that that's causing a disruption. Right. There's no proof of a disruption no. other than like schools being or uh, kids being jerks to each other, but that's just a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like that right. you can't. It's not because of the armbands. Because some school is like, hey, you look dumb. Right. It's not grounds for suspension. Mm -mm. Well, overall, we got it right. But these two got it wrong. Yes. So wrong. So wrong. Yeah. I feel like regardless of where you are or more importantly, what time it is, um, (laughs) you're always protected by the Bill of Rights. (laughs) Yes. You're always protected or else it would be really messy. It would be really messy otherwise. But that is our episode on Tinker v. Des Moines. Love me some First Amendment. Love me some landmark Supreme Court cases. Always good to be with our friends. Oh, yay, oh, yay, oh, yays. But in the meantime, we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you this Wednesday. Goodbye.